Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning shot of uncommon sense for people in the business of helping others through tutoring, teaching and coaching. Now, I'm always eager to hear from you, so send me your stories and insights as well as your questions and problems. Just get in touch, it's info at neilcambino.com. So let's get cracking with episode 60, Digital Disasters and Damage Control. Now, as we talked about in episode 59, these days just about everything's digital. Your Mac, your PC, your phone, which is a PC, incidentally, your digital camera, your digital recorder, just about everything's gone digital. Now, on the whole, this is a good thing because digital files and materials are fast, they're flexible, and they're cheap, but there are dangers to them too. Uh, we're vulnerable to breakdowns, accidental damage, virus infections, and, and hackers. Now, most of us will sit there going, ah, it won't happen to me, it won't happen to me. But please don't think if it happens to me, think when it happens to me, because it probably will happen to you sooner or later. If you protect your data now, you're being very prudent because the data is actually the lifeblood of your business. Now, what most people don't realize is the immense value of the data. So if you lost all of your data, you'd be losing the value that's in your customer contact details, all the schedules and plans you've made, the history of all your lessons if you're keeping contemporaneous notes, your lesson plans that you use with students, recordings of any lessons you've made, any photos you've got, and importantly, your financial records and your accounts, and any intellectuals you've written or developed. From an operational point of view, if you lose the data, you'll have to rebuild it all over again. And that'll have massive direct and indirect costs. Even assuming it's possible to recover the data, you're going to have to pay the cost of data recovery, and that's not cheap. So you've got the direct cost of recovering the data, and if that's not possible, you're going to have to start to recapture all that data again. That's going to take a lot of time. So there's a vast opportunity cost of investing time in recovering from that situation and managing it. Furthermore, it could present the risk of damage to your reputation. For instance, if you're hacked or you have virus infection, it undermines you in the eyes of your customers because they presume, whether wisely or not, that you're not taking proper care of things. So what can we do about it? Well, be paranoid for a start. As I said, don't think if it happens or it might happen, just think it's going to happen. It's only a question of time. A little bit of investment in good security across all your devices and the small effort of keeping up to date is well worth it. Now, especially the updates can be set to 
take place automatically. And remember that viruses do evolve and they mutate. So make sure that your updating is current and it takes place automatically. It's fairly low level background activity on my machine, probably the same for you. And be paranoid about it. Did I mention this before? Of course I did. Be paranoid. Be suspicious of emails with attachments and links in them, especially from unknown senders. This is obvious stuff to most people. But some people are still opening up scammy emails and exposing themselves to viruses and opening doorways to hackers. And really the, the big thing that I want to talk about today is back everything up. My philosophy is that backing up your data isn't something that you should skimp on. Way back, in fact, when I worked as a management consultant, uh, one of my seniors told me that he didn't consider that data was really in existence until it was in at least three places. And I think that's good advice. So this is what I'm currently doing with my data. I have an off-site folder in the cloud for immediate and automatically synchronized off-site backing up of files. So my, my working files, if you like, my schedule, my student records, uh, any IPs I'm working on at the moment, current financial transactions, they're all stored in the cloud. I use Dropbox and Google Drive for this, free versions incidentally, and it allows me to share files and transfer them between myself and other collaborators. It's it's good, it's pretty immediate, it's very fast, but it's not great for very large uncompressed files or hordes of data, so photos and movies. And one idea that haunts me with this is suppose you forget your loggings. So I'll use that as an immediate backup, just in case I'm stupid enough to drop my laptop. Then the next layer of protection that I build in is an on-site backup. Now, for me, this is a one terabyte external drive that sits under the desk. And this gets updated every couple of weeks. It is password protected, so nobody can plug in and nick my data. And it's good for really big chunks of data. So pictures, movies, that sort of thing. The only downside of this is it's on-site. And that makes it vulnerable to physical problems like theft and fire. So I work around that by having another one terabyte drive offsite. I work between two locations, if you like, home and office. And I leapfrog them. So the, the backup that I've done at home on, let's call it week one, as soon as that's done, it goes to the office and gets put in the safe. The other drive then comes back from the office where it's been in the safe, to be used as a backup for the next two weeks. So I'm constantly rotating these two drives around each other. The upside of having one on-site and one off-site is that in the unlikely event that one of the locations burns down or gets burgled uncovered because the data exist in a physical form somewhere else. Now, it would be even longer odds than that that both locations burn down simultaneously. So I'm quite covered. Now, in addition to this, I also keep off-site archives. This is an annual backup done just after I've completed the accounts and the year-end things. 
of all the financial data, all the transactions, any scans of documents, anything that has to be made available to HMRC in the unlikely event of me being investigated for any reason. Remember, you must keep your records for six years from the end of the last company financial year that they relate to, or keep them even longer if those records show a transaction that covers more than one of the company's accounting periods. So I'm protecting myself there, just making life easy. Because the last thing I really want is hassle with HMRC. So guys, trust me, just get into the habit of backing up your data now and be paranoid about it because it really matters. Data is the fuel of your business. It's a valuable asset to guard it. Don't chance it. Set your calendar to alert you on a regular basis. Set yourself a regular backup day and get the backup done. Run it overnight if you have to, but do get it done. Nothing is quite so distressing as switching on your machine and discovering that the hard drive and everything on it is toast. Years of patiently built up client base data, all the contact details vanished the record of every lesson you've ever done, all those insights, all the wisdom you've gathered over the years, it's kaput. And this also goes for your phone and your tablet, your camera and your digital sound recorder too. Imagine that they all suddenly stopped working and you couldn't get at the data that's on them. So at the risk of sounding totally repetitive, be paranoid about it, start making backups. Okay, that's about all we've got time for this morning. So let me know how you get on whether this strikes a chord with you. If you've had data crashes in the past, how the hell did you get out of them? What did it cost? What was the downside? And what are you doing about it now? Send me your thoughts, send me your comments to info at neilcowardo.com and I'll see you in the next episode where I'll be sorting through the multiple myths, mysteries and misunderstandings that we all face, separating fact from fiction, distilling it down, grinding it down to the bare bones so you'll learn exactly what to do to start grow and love your tutoring business. Join me, Neil Camido, for the next fun-packed episode of the Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.